Lieutenant Clancy of the 52nd Precinct dropped from his taxi in Foley Square and started slowly up the broad marble steps of the criminal court's building. He was a slender man in his late forties, a bit above medium height, dressed in a drab blue suit, a cheap white shirt with blue striped tie inexpertly tied, and a dark blue hat that failed to conceal the streaks of gray that were beginning to mark his temples. The thin face beneath the shadow of the worn brim was drawn, lined with weariness. His dark eyes were expressionless. He paused at the top of the steps, half-tempted to disregard the summons. The office he was about to visit held some rather unpleasant memories for him, and he was tired, and he knew it. Six hours sleep in the past forty-eight, cleaning up a complicated case that would appear in the afternoon papers as routine, and a desk piled high with work awaiting him back at the precinct, plus the fact that his superior was sick and all work fell on him, plus assignment lists to be approved or changed, plus all the constant bickering and fighting and bloodshed that washed across his desk daily in search of possible resolution. He stared about the green square a moment, watching the pigeons scatter to wheel in the summer morning breeze and the warm sunlight, and then returned to peck disinterestedly at the offerings of the children to whom the square was all they knew of the great outdoors. He was suddenly aware of the pleasantness of the sunlight on his shoulders. This is no day to be here, he suddenly thought. This is no day to listen to Chalmers, no matter what he has to say. This is a day to get your fishing tackle together and go out into the country. Or a day to sleep. Ah, well, he thought. Nobody forced you to become a policeman. He sighed, shrugged his shoulders philosophically, and pushed his way through the heavy doors. The elevator deposited him easily on the fourth floor of the quiet building, and he walked slowly and wearily down the wide, empty corridors, past the alcoved drinking fountains and the pictures of former state justices hung dustily and unevenly along the high, drab walls toward the familiar office. He paused briefly outside the frosted glass door, listening to the ragged sound of typing filtering unevenly through. With a shrug, he twisted the knob and entered the office.